When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Bird Eye, uh, Wonder Amigo 5 says, what about Tank's statements on players leaving? Did you guys catch, have to catch that? Yeah, yeah. He pretty much, his statement was, uh, and I think it was at one of the, I don't rem- actually remember which one of it was, is that we had some cancers that had to be removed mm-hmm. from the team. Um, and listen, that I, again, what happened at Media Days is just confirmation of things that we've been hearing at the War Report for months. Yeah. And we've been telling you guys for months. So, you know, listen, Mike said it earlier, and I just have to reiterate. We don't get on here and make up rumors. If if I get on here and say it on a microphone about what I've heard, that's not a rumor. Now, just because I don't say this person said it and so you can go... Trust me, if I say it on this microphone where you can go back and play it again and I'm not saying here's what I think might happen, right? Like if it's not a prediction, but I'm telling you we've heard, trust me, it's credible. Yeah. Because and I, and Mike and I had this conversation, you know, people are on here telling me I was spreading rumors when I said, I think Bo Nix is considering transferring. And they go, jump in our comment section, and they're like, "Why would you say something like that?" He's an Auburn man, and I'm like, "Oh, never leave Auburn." I'm just, he's gonna, he's gonna I'm be just buried in Haley Center. I have very good sources that say oh he's considering leaving the team. I don't know what else to tell you to say. The, the consideration is in his brain, and then you you walk that back, or you go forward a few more months, and he's no longer on the team. Those people don't come back to say, "You know what, Ike, you were right, man. My bad." Hey, we should go through the YouTube comments. I saw one guy. Oh, one guy, one guy, yeah. We should one go back it. through the YouTube comments. It'll be like six months old. No, it'll be older than that because it was like in November. Right. And say, hey, how about that? You want to yeah. pick this and, back up? And, but I'm saying like a lot of this stuff happens in back channels and right, like right, people right. were getting on Mike G when he said, yeah, I don't think Caleb Williams is coming to Auburn, man. Everything that I've heard is said it's not going to happen. And like, right. What does Mike know? It's like. A, a hell of a lot, apparently. Yeah, listen, that that Caleb Williams thing was funny. It was a whole—I won't name the message board, but it was a whole thread on a message board. Mike G from the the, the, the highly regarded Mike G from the War Report said Caleb Williams isn't coming, guys. So let's hang it up. And then a bunch of folks started calling me racist because Caleb Williams was too light skinned. Too light skinned. I'm just like, where? Why? why <laughs> what? In the, what is the motivation that right. we would have to give you false information? Like, there's uh, yeah. it does None. nothing for our nothing. credibility. And you know, Hilarious. and to be clear, I didn't go on a long rant about it. There was some dude on Twitter running around saying that eight, Caleb Williams was an eighty percent lock. To Auburn, he wasn't an Auburn insider, and that crap got like 800 retweets or something like that. 
because it was hot news at the time. And yeah. I was like, uh, like I don't know. Man. We're, pl- we're pretty plugged in, and I, this is highly un- I think this is highly unlikely. Now, if you go back and try to find his Twitter account, it does not exist. <laughs> it literally does not exist. I went back to go try to get the screenshots, and I was like, oh, this, <laughs> this dude is going. <laughs> He's going. And, 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 and after he committed to USC, I came back, and I was like, do you care to explain the other 20%? <laughs> and that's the problem with what people say on social media is, is they'll put something out there, but then when it doesn't, that? yeah, but see, again, if, if you think that Caleb Williams is an 80% lock to Auburn and your source is credible, you know what the 20% is that will keep him from coming. Right. So come back and explain it because you didn't put that out there. So to yeah. Ike's point, I'm just saying, if, we say, if we're saying it on camera, We've already right. kind of looked. It's, yeah. it's not like a facts or not segment where we're making guesses about what might happen. Like, like, if I get on here and I say, "Guys, we're hearing reports that a lot of the people who you're seeing leave the program via the transfer portal mm-hmm. may have been asked to leave right. because they didn't have a place at Auburn anymore." If we get on camera and say, "Yeah, you know what? I, I've heard Bo Nix might be considering transferring from Auburn next year," it's because I actually heard someone. Close enough to Bo Nix and his camp say this is a this is a very heavy pot. Like I wouldn't, I just wouldn't get on camera and say stuff that I don't have actual sources for. And we've said this to you guys over and over and over again. Our credibility matters to us, right. and we know more than we say. But if I say it, you know for sure. I heard that from a really good yeah. source. Listen, during the Harson drama earlier this year, there was this one particular goofy running around every message board saying that Hugh Freeze was going to be the next coach. Right. It, it was all but a done deal, and they were just waiting on board approval. These were weird specifics that I was like, eh. Like, literally, like, <laughs> today could be the day that— Yeah. And I was like, like, I, was like what? I haven't heard any of this. What are you talking about? Yeah, so if that's happening, I mean, to know that you would ha- your source would have to be at, like, the highest levels of decision-making in the process. Yeah. In which case, you should be right about stuff all the time. But, <laughs> again, if, you, if that is— actual information that you have, you're not going to be able to come out and tell, say who told you that. Right. <laughs> Which is why you know, we don't do that most of the time. I mean, if it's information worth having or, or that's actually true, most of the time you can't quote the source. They're not going to give you permission to put them out there like that. Right. So right. if you hear us saying it, you just assume that it was like, yeah. But, and, that, and, that, but again, I, we, I, I'm really particular about saying what I know. And what I'm, I'm just well, making you. a guess about. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just saying, like, yo, like, just if if we haven't earned credibility from you who are watching this video right now yet, then I don't know what else we got to do. You just like, haven't been watching us long enough, right? Yes, or or you're picking and choosing which portions of what I'm saying you want to hear. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Yeah. So to cap this, again, our biggest takeaway from from media days was 
that, you know, a lot of the things that we have been, our talking points have been accurate. They've been on point. And so um, if they weren't, then I'd be talking to you about that right now. Hey, listen, we, we thought this, but we came away from me right. days with a different takeaway after sitting down with coaches and talking to SEC people. And I don't know, man, I, I, it was eye opening. I'm very happy that we spent the week there yeah. immersed in that process. Let's talk about uh, Hilliard. Uh, Harson yeah. was asked about Hilliard and gave some comments about him. Let's take a quick look at that and then come back and talk about it. I wanted to ask you, you talked about your staff and retooling it. Landon King, a guy you converted from tight end, has said some very special things about Ike Hilliard. We saw what he did at Florida as a player and in the NFL. What kind of impact has he had on those guys so far, and what do you anticipate from him on your staff? Ike is one of those individuals that when he walks into a room, there's a presence about him, and you know he knows what he's talking about. And I think the first day... He was in that room with those wide receivers. He told them that he loved them, and he was there to help them get better. When he spoke to our team, we did this exercise with every one of our coaches where they got a chance to get up in front of the team and talk about leadership. And Ike's been there. He's done it. Everything those guys want to do, he's been a part of it. And before he began his talk on leadership and what he thought that is and how he was going to explain that to our guys, he told our guys, look, hey, I'm here for you. And if there's any questions you have or anything you want to know, just come by and see me. Be will I'll go to you. Thoughts on Harson's comments about Hilliard? On Wednesday, when it was just you and me, and Mike and, and Ike were on the ground, we said, well, I expect him to bury this offseason nonsense, and I expect him to instead point to the future by pointing mm-hmm. to the hires he has made that makes Auburn an attractive place. This falls right into what I expected him to do. You want to ask about Ike Hilliard, whoever asked? First of all, thank you for asking another relevant question. But pointing to an NFL professional who played in the NFL, coached in the NFL, therefore has developed NFL talent and knows what it takes to play there, there is nothing more valuable than that. Almost everything you do as a head coach is recruiting material, whether you like it or not, whether it's good or bad. That interaction you had at the restaurant when you was Tuesday night and you left the facility, but you were in a bad mood, so you just grabbed your bag and somebody said, War Eagle, but you just stared at them sideways. That's negative recruiting somebody could use. It's also positive recruiting when you take a minute to drive somebody from point A to point B because they missed their bus and then they take a picture with you. That's positive recruiting as well. Everything you do as a head coach is under the microscope, especially at SEC Media Days. He was recruiting with Ike Hilliard's resume, which is exactly what you do as a head coach when you talk about the hire that you made. Yes, Ike Hilliard deserves every accolade that you could pour on him. He deserves it because he did it. But you made the decision as head coach to bring in an NFL professional to develop your wide receivers and recruit your wide receivers. That is to your credit. So you pat yourself on the back, not directly, indirectly by big up at Ike Hilliard, That's why you do it. That's why you brought them in. And that's why you're on the podium at media days, letting everybody else know who you have on your staff coaching your wide receivers. This is exactly what I wanted to hear from him because it's one of the few areas where he he can say, I checked that box for you. Go look at it. On-field offense, quarterback production, wide receiver production, not so much. What I can tell you, though, look who we got on the staff. Look who's going to be talking to you every day. Go check his resume. And that's powerful. So I'm glad he did that. 
Ike, Mike, do y'all want to jump in on here before we move on to the next clip? Yeah, not a lot to say about Ike Hilliard. Listen, he went out and he this was a slam dunk hire. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knocked it out of the park with this one. The players love him. Um, they're talking. And, and for a group that was much maligned last year uh, and in desperate need of leadership, apparently, uh, this was great, man. They went out and they got a guy who's coached some you know, really good wide receivers at the NFL level. He's played in the SEC. He played in a fun-and-gun offense. I mean, he was a star wide receiver in the SEC in the late 90s, you know, under uh, playing under Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. So uh, they needed – I mean, with some of the offseason drama with uh, Austin Davis, and, you know, they needed to go out and get a guy like this. Receiver play down the field is going to be a thing. I think that that group is completely underrated right now. There's a ton of talent in there. We brought some talent in. Uh, we have a building rapport coming with one of those guys that you guys are going to hear from. And they've got lofty goals this season in terms of receiver play. And Ike Hilliard is going to play a huge role in that. So I'm glad that Harson got a chance to address that at media days. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get into the the last clip. And it was a question about defense. We've had some transition and some turnover with our coordinators and Mike G, you asked this question specifically about Schmetting and anything he's going to be doing differently than what Mason did the prior season. Let's get into that and let's look at what Harson had to say on that. Uh, Michael Giddens, War Report, Auburn. Uh, Coach, Derek Mason ran a lot of zone concepts on defense last year. With Jess Schmetting taking over, um, what is this year's defensive identity going to look like and second part Vegas set the over under for Auburn at five and a half games initially speculating that you are going to be an underdog to a lot of teams that you beat last year uh what is the feeling internally about that and the message to the team thank you for actually asking me a football question all right I do appreciate that so scheme wise yeah I mean it really comes down to personnel we'll play more man coverage there'll be more man and we did last year too it wasn't it wasn't zone we did those things and a lot of it comes back to your personnel how well we did it all right, you got to go back and, and improve in some of those areas. <clears throat> but Coach Schmetting, whatever he has planned for our defense, um, it'll be a combination of all those things. Here's what I know, or as far as the, the, the records or whatever. We don't play the media. All right, we don't. And so nobody's been in our walls and has seen what our guys are doing on a day-to-day basis. Nobody's been there at 6 a.m. watching those guys run decks on Friday morning. And so you have no idea. I do. I get to see him every day. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Thank you for asking a football question. You know what? A, what? What a difference a matter of months makes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> he used to uh, hate your voice. Uh, <laughs> last year. I, I, for the record, I have always asked him football questions. I've never not asked Brian Harson a football question. Uh, but there were a lot of dum dums asking non football questions or just irrelevant questions. And uh, defense is going to be one. I think this is a concern. Now, the defense showed flashes of greatness last year, and the Iron Bowl really threw a lot of people off. Like, where was this all year? We were attacking, attacking, attacking. And I kind of said, 
you know, people ask me, do you think that Schmetting called the Iron Bowl? I said, no. I think if you watched Alabama last season, the plan was always going to be to blitz the hell out of them. Uh, I rewatched last night. I rewatched A&M versus Bama. They did the same thing. They got up. They got to Bryce Young like five times. I mean, they got after him because that line was not great. So, you know, he kind of dispelled the idea that we sat back in zone a little too much, you know, and I, I don't think he wanted to throw Derek Mason under the bus, but right. the, the, the point was, what is this? Is, is, is this going to look different with Jeff Schmetting at the helm than it did with Derek Mason at the helm? I think the answer is resoundingly yes. Absolutely. I doubt that he di- runs the same concepts that uh, Mason ran. Um, but what people really want to know is, is this defense going to play better? <laughs> is it going to play better under Schmitting than it did under Mason? Uh, this is your guy. This is the guy that followed you from Boise. Uh, tell us. You should know. You should already have the answer to this. Because he's coached under you for so many years. Uh, I, I like his answer to this question. I think the defense, they have a really solid base moving forward for the next few years. It's not like on offense where we're worried about what are we going to do with the offensive line after this year? And, you know, we got all these questions about the future on offense on defense. There's a solid pipeline of players that can step up and step in and keep really good defense going. So, you know, a lot has been made of the offense and not a lot of people are asking about what we're going to do defensively. And that might be the most important component of this team not losing seven games next year as defense improve on offense slightly, but the defense needs to, if they improve as well, we should get seven to eight. If we improve the idea behind these predictions of last in the West is, is that our team is worse than last year. So when people are asking about defense, they want to know, Hey, are we going to be worse? Are we going to be better this year on defense? Yeah. Um, I liked his answer. I just thought, you know, Hey, listen, you know, you're welcome for the football question. I'll have more of them for you uh, after the games this this, uh, this now, season. You may not be happy to hear some of your questions in the upcoming season, depending on how some of them games listen, go. As long but... as they're fair, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. Listen, I mean, it'll be a little bit harder for him because I feel like before I was that guy, like, you know, we were those guys on on the post-game presses because I did a few of them too. Um, and now we're the war report. <laughs> Right. Now now it's like, uh, you, you get mad at first and be like, ah, okay, but these guys these guys know what they're talking about, so let me answer the question. Right. Yeah, and listen, Derek Hall said it uh, when I sat down and talked with him. Their mindset is what Mike G was predicting last year. They want to pitch shutouts this coming season. He said it himself. This isn't, again, this isn't Ike making stuff up. Derek Hall said it out of his own mouth. You can go watch the interview. He wants to, he wants, they want to, they want to pitch shutouts. Mm-hmm. And so, they don't really care what anybody else is doing. Their mindset is, we don't want you to score. Right. Yeah, so this coach gets it, man. I root for Auburn. But I'll tell you what, you know, Brian, I'm a Brian Harson fan. And uh, I hope the circumstances allow him a couple more years to show what his system actually will look like when he's got a full head of recruits in and he's established uh, and, and that was one of my takeaways from his answer was just, you know, hey, man, once he gets going, what's this going to look like? Um, and I hope that he gets that chance. I think that it would be not only a disservice to him, but to Auburn if he doesn't get that chance. 
Uh, now, he knows. He's realistic. You know, I know this is our last clip, but the totality of all this, and he understands this, is that we have to go out and we have to win games. Yeah. We have to win games on Saturdays to keep this headed the right direction. We need another top 10 win this season. We need that defense to take the next step forward. We need Derek Hall to set records for sacks this, this, this season. Now, he said he's He told Ike he's going to go out and get it. Yeah. Now, you know what he this, told you? He told yeah, you he was yeah, going to go out and get it. It wasn't on camera, but yeah, when we yeah. were talking afterwards, uh, you know, I was just asking him some questions uh, about the sack totals. And he was like, listen, man, I want to. He, he said that I'm hoping to set the single season record this year. He said he could have gotten it last year, but he missed a couple of sacks. He's like, I'm not going to let them. Um, I'm not going to miss those this year. And I said, I'm rooting for you to do it. Okay, Let's okay, see it. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait till you hear the interview Mike and I just did yesterday about the other side of the, 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 the uh, coin on offense. I, I but what that young man said. Yeah, I'm not I can't gonna, wait to put that out I'm there. not going to say nothing. Just know oh, when we put that one out. Spoiler alert. Uh, there is, I mean, there were some things said that will definitely become bulletin board material. No but matter he's, what he's, happens, he, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He, he stood on it. I was like, hey, I was okay. like, right, hey, listen, listen. I mean, it's it's uh, I can't spoil it, but <laughs> I, I, Isaac and I were like, you just say that? <laughs> I said, okay, talking okay. uh, spicy, young man. I'm yeah, not mad at you. It's going to be interesting to see. I, yeah. I like it that we brought in some dogs, man. Listen, some of these guys that have come in uh, from the portal. Could be game changers here. And and I'm not, uh, again, I'm struggling here, Isaac. <laughs> but. No, nah, uh, man, listen, I, when, when I, we drop it, you'll yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm just telling you, they're just, I get, the, I get the pessimism about what people haven't seen because you just haven't seen it yet. Right. But that's why we exist, to bring you what you haven't seen right. before you see it. So you could be like, <laughs> you know what? I watched the war report and they said dot, dot, dot. So, it's gonna leave uh, that there. And uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, uh, appreciate you hanging out with us, man. He says the fact that we're even having hot seat talk about Brian Harson makes me mad. He says we'll never get a good coach if we're always firing people. Right? Yeah, man. Like yeah. I just don't even understand the sentiment of. Uh, there's a guy on Twitter. I'm not again. I don't like making people famous. Um, he's already got enough following. He, I'm not making him famous. But anyway, um, he said that. February would have nothing to do with his evaluation as to why Brian Harson should be in the hot seat this season. And I was like, in year two, I would hate to be a coach under you if you were my freaking AD talking about year two, I'm on the hot seat because of performance. Are we being serious? Right. right. So I just don't, I don't understand those sentiments, man. If anything, February gives him more leash than it makes it. I'm like, man, y'all that's are what crazy, I would say bro. because you know that right now, people like Mike already talked about it. They're gonna be like, hey, man, that dude's not even gonna be there in a year. Right. Y'all just made it hard for me to do the job that I'm actually here to do. How is mm-hmm. that not part of the assessment of what type of job I've done? Yeah, right. we hired you, we gave you an office, but we made sure you didn't have a laptop like everybody else. But still, why not get that email? I don't have a laptop. What do you mean? Why you don't have an email? <laughs> that's right. stupid. Why don't you? Enable right. me to do my job completely and without tethers and then see the type of job I do. So I, I would be, I mean, the contracts are the contracts. He's going to get the five years unless they want to pay some of it early. But 
is realistically, every year that goes by, if somebody who didn't want Brian Harson there still doesn't want him there, they want him to to be towing the line or doing worse than than towing the line. So they have an excuse to fire him because every year he gets cheaper to fire. Right. He has and, to and, make and, it. Go to ahead. Your, to what Harson says, you're only hurting Auburn when you right. do that. Yeah. That's you're it. You're only hurting. You're you're take, you're you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're hurting wait, wait. Auburn in the process. Wait. Okay. So uh, uh, we got B Will's bums, but we're gonna have Mike G's dum dums. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make a. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not gonna make a special segment about it, but I'm, it's gonna come up spontaneously. There's a dude on Twitter right now. Echoing his name. I I, I hate that we share our first name. <laughs> But he's on this. He's pushing the hot seat talk. This dude is clickbait central. Um, so if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm, I'm with Ike. I just I don't like giving these people air. But the hot seat talk is just like, ugh, like I get it. Technically, he is kind of on the hot seat because of the things that happened this offseason. Mm-hmm. But it should not have been because of the results of last season. Right. That That's what I want to make clear. Right. The hot seat was generated, right? He didn't earn a hot seat last right. year. And, and, Guys, he did not earn a hot point. seat. He didn't earn a hot tell seat. tell me one season's product earns you, you a hot, hot seat. You a hot seat where you made a bowl game, you know, uh, you finished 500 on, this, on the season before the bowl game. Right. When, um, when your starting quarterback gets hurt in the middle of one of your games and you have to finish with a guy who, now we can debate whether or not TJ was ready to play, but... What's not debatable is the product on the field was a direct correlation, or I should say, let me let me say specifically, how plays were being called was not all on Brian Harson, and he was like, you know what, mm-hmm. you and I don't have the same philosophy with yeah. how we're doing things. Yeah. Let's 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 rectify this situation right, right. now. Right. So if Harson is on the hot seat, you got to be kidding me, man. I guess I just don't even understand that, bro. It's dumb. It's dumb, and, and you know what? It's the whole. You know, Gus would have gotten eight, eight games, and he did worse than Gus. So you're okay with him doing worse than Gus? And I'm like, it's year one of a system change. There's going to be pain involved. And some of that pain is taking a small step back, taking a small step back to, um, you know, all the things that inevitably arise when you're changing systems. I keep saying this. The last time we tried to change systems was 2012. When we tried to do go from what Gus was doing to a pro-style offense. Who was the guy we hired that year, that Chizik uh, hired that year? Oh, guys, ooh, they're so remember. forgettable. Whoever the offense across, they tried to run a pro-style offense. Someone's going to, someone's going to. Uh, yeah, somebody help me out. Who, who was the I O coordinator they hired? I, think of his, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, not Dillingham. It was um, Scott Leffler. Loeffler, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loeffler, yeah. that yeah. was a whole ass disaster. Yeah, that was terrible. Three and nine was the result, but a lot of teams go out and flop that hard on record. Now, who's to say? I don't. Who's to say if we didn't commit to that change, if we were willing to stomach that pain and give that guy three years to build a pro style system? You know, because there are so many things that we talk about on this show, like, you know, offensive line, the offensive line for Gus's system is built very different from what Hartson wants to do. Right. They had to beef those guys up. One offseason is not enough time to do it. In year two, you might see drastic changes in strength and conditioning. So in the run game, 
where, you know, again, pass blocking, you know, feet technique, you need strength, right? But run blocking is about just moving the dude in front of you. Right. If you don't have the strength to do that, our, your run game suffers. The whole offense suffered because, you know, now we're passing more than we have to. And, and like, you know, we, we can't slow. We can't play ball control. Year two could be, I mean, th- these guys could go out and shock the world in year two. But we, it's not, you shouldn't be shocked because we saw Arkansas go three and seven in Pittman's first year and then nine and three the next year. Right. It and shouldn't it's, be and that shocking. It's, it's, it's a very similar type of turnaround and you're, when you're talking about culture and right. what he's trying to implement with his team, specifically in the trenches on those teams. Yeah. He, he just had to turn the roster over and he had to get them in his program for an additional year. And then it paid dividends the next year. Right. People are predicting Arkansas to, to possibly be the sleeper to win the West this year. They and, could very easily go backwards from last year's record. Because – yeah, it robs <laughs> right. Uh, just go ahead and put him whatever part of that be on the next V Wills bumps. Like they're going I mean, it's more likely that they'll move backwards in the West from nine and three than they'll take the next step forward. That's yeah. just our league. Every every team in the West made a bowl game. That's why the four and eight predictions, I can't get with that. Right. I cannot get with that. To say that we're not gonna be at least a six win team is completely ridiculous to me. Our worst season in God knows how long, and we still made a bowl game. Why does everybody think that the roof is falling?